Welcome back to another episode of KOTL. Today we got Big Dogs 4 champion Odell Manuel. Um, It is a hell of a story he's got. Inspirational lad. A lot of people, I don't think he gets nearly enough of his just due. And I don't think enough people know about this story. What he's come, had to overcome. And what he's come from. And to make it to the top. When you're talking about the untested federations, and you're a heavyweight, it gets no bigger than big dogs. This is where the big boys come to do battle. You know, the the, the production levels are super high. They got the paycheck. It's a well-put-together show. All killer, no filler. Nothing but the top end in the untested super heavyweight division. And uh, he was chasing that. And to get there, I mean, I want to, I want him to tell the story, but to get there, I mean, my man had basically a Netflix movie of a run. It is quite the run he had. Now, before we get into that, let me give a shout out to, to our sponsor, uh, FusionMuscle.com. Go there, use promo code KOTL25 and get 25% off of all your supplements. I myself... Use Purple K. I know my man Kafwi uh, uses Purple K in terms of creatine. And this is, um, I mean, my man broke a IPF open world record. It works. They got everything you need, though. Whether it's multivitamins, pre-workout, you know, uh, their one punch, it'll get, it'll get you there. Believe me. Um, protein. I mean, they they got it all. It, it's tested. You will not fail a, a drug test taking it. Um, you know, nothing but secure labs. And they will drop it off at your door. 25% off. FusionMuscle.com. Promo code KOTL25. With no further ado, let's give my mans a ring. Six pack lap of that. Uh, thanks for joining. Um, just want to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors, FusionMuscle.com. Make sure you go to them for all your supplements. They got everything from creatine, and they got some amazing creatine with Purple K, um, multivitamins, protein, pre-workout, whatever you want they got. Use promo code KOTL25, get 25% off of all of your supplements, and uh, we get a little kickback. You know, we're going to buy some new equipment, but it doesn't come, doesn't come cheap, does it? And it will drop it off right to your door worldwide. FusionMuscle.com, KOTL25. Today on the show, we have Odell Emanuel. Um, he's a seasoned veteran of the game, been in the game for at least a decade, 40 years old, and just won Big Dogs 4. Uh, last year, he came in silver, started off the, the competition, missing a squat. You know, I'm going to let him tell it, but it was dramatic stuff. And, um, and with the competition is deep, you can't miss. My man came back, hit, 
and kept hitting all the way to the title. Um, so he's in Australia. We got a bit of a time zone difference here. It's evening, Friday evening. It's Saturday morning for him. Took a little bit of back and forth to work this out, but we got it. So let's give Odell Emmanuel a ring. Odell, there he is. How are you, man? Not bad, not bad. How are you? Yeah, real good. This is actually the first time I've done this. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. First time ever, right? Eh? Oh, well, I did Skype like this, but I've Skype back home to New Zealand, but obviously the face, Facebook's got down FaceTime now, so I'll just do that. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done a podcast before? Never did a podcast. Never, ever. Never oh, did wow. it. So oh, wow. It's my first time. The first time ever. Well, yeah. since winning the Big Dogs 4, maybe you'll be asked for more. Oh, maybe, maybe, but uh, you know, hopefully uh, I can, yeah, hopefully answer questions as best I can. It's all good. We'll, we'll just... On King of List, we're pretty informal. We just um, shoot the shit. We don't, it's not really a question and answer. We just let it flow however it feels, my friend. However, oh, good, man. So how, oh, you, good. how you feeling right now coming off of Big Dogs 4? Did you end up taking any injuries or anything like that? Oh, man, I, I come into the sport injured. You know, I come, in, I come into the sport about 10 years ago only because I had to retire from professional rugby league. Um, and I come into the sport, but... I uh, I still went to the gym and all that after I retired two years before I actually started powerlifting, but I still went to the gym and and then uh, a couple of powerlifters asked me if I wanted to do a powerlifting comp and uh, so I said yeah, so I trained for it and um, well, a couple of months I trained for it and we went for my novice comp and uh, uh, God willing we ended up winning it and uh, not only we actually qualified for the world championship for my first comp, but obviously because as a novice uh, we had to do a, a proper one, which is the Queensland State that's the next one. So it was, uh, I was I was number one uh, in Australia in my second comp. So it was, uh, yeah, I thought, oh, well, there you go. I'll, I'll try this powerlifting thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you, you must have lifted weights, though, for rugby, though. Like rugby, I've oh. seen, like those rugby dudes, you guys are huge. You guys are jacked in rugby. Super athletic. A lot of the a lot of the boys, uh, you know, of course, we do weights. I started weights. Oh, I went my. I started weights when I was ten. But oh, a lot wow. of the boys, of course, they do weights with you know with footy and all that. But they never go as heavy as what we do in powerlifting. But yeah. there's always a lot of potential. There's a lot of big boys because uh, I'm, I'm originally from New Zealand. Uh, there's a lot of big boys back in the back in New Zealand. But uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, move to Australia and uh, and you know they gave me a. Uh, uh, new opportunities over here, and they've embraced me as one of their own. So that's why I compete for Australia. So it's been a huge honor. I'm I'm 40 years old as well, and I started um, weightlifting like super young. And I was like 10 years old too. And I didn't. I don't know about you, how you found weightlifting. My <clears throat> my dad didn't lift weights or anything like that. I just like watched like Arnold Schwarzenegger and watched those movies, and was like, I just went in the basement. There's some weights around. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like. Doing whatever. I don't know what the hell I thought I was doing. How did you find like weightlifting? How did you all of a sudden start at ten years old? Because that's really young. Well, my dad, my dad, and of course, just like we said about Arnold, everybody. I mean, you all in the same era, we're the same age. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to be like Arnold. He was yeah. a pioneer of it. But you know, my father put me into uh, weights. You know, my father was a you know he, he wasn't a competitive uh, bodybuilder, but I think he was in that boat. He wanted to be like Arnold also, but he was actually. Quite strong himself. He actually did a lot of power, a couple of powerlifting meets, but he was always going back to the you know powerlifting 
originally everybody thinks about politics as a fact, you know, and, yeah. and he didn't really like that look, especially, uh, what, 40 years ago maybe, you know, he didn't really like that look, so he always, always, uh, he always, always went, went towards the bodybuilding scene, but he was a strong man himself, and, and that, that's why I think a lot of the, you know, I give the, the Aussies a lot of credit because they introduced me to the sport, but the old man was the original gangster when it comes to, yeah, you know, introducing me to the gym and uh, and uh, showing me that anything's possible if you put your mind to it. Yeah, when you were doing the, the weightlifting at 10 years old, like, or, you know, 10, 11, 12, what kind of weightlifting were you doing? Were you doing, like, squats and stuff or not yet? I was doing squats, but they, they, you know, I, I didn't actually get proper technique until I actually moved to Australia. Oh no, no. Well, even when in my twenties, when I was playing professional, we still played it, but not that. You know, I, I think as a powerlifter, you know, you can never get any better than a powerlifter when it comes to a proper squat, yeah. bench, and deadlift. Obviously, because if you don't, you you'll bomb a comp. So, like, you know, you know, I um, I still had that that that, uh, that foundation, but you know, I still squatted, still deadlifted. Uh, and bench because that's that, that was our movements in rugby league when, when I was playing. So we we did all that, the snatches and all that. So I already had, I always was introduced to that uh, before I came into powerlifting. So I was, I've, I've got a bit of a head start there. Yeah, it's weird how. So nowadays, I feel like the younger crowd they can almost take for granted, you know, that the information sharing. Like back in the day, in the nineties, early two thousands, in terms of technique and squat technique and what we know about programming. I mean, you. You don't get coaches. Now you can get a coach from the other side of the world. You could get like squat yeah. techniques. The information sharing is is beautiful. So the advancement of powerlifting has been like crazy. Like the numbers are just skyrocketing. Back in the yeah. day, back in the 90s or when you were playing rugby trying to share information, if you yeah. weren't in the powerlifting world, you wouldn't really know how to squat. Like who's going to teach you? No. There's no videos available to see. That's it. You don't know any better. No, nobody knew. Oh, you hardly even saw guys uh, doing the you know when they go for the heavy heavy squat. They never used to do it uh, low bar. They always yeah. do it high bar. Yes. It's a lot harder. Yeah, you know yeah. they didn't know that. But uh, yeah. yeah, so that all that all the stuff now, like uh, you know the 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 generation that are coming into the, the sport now, you know it, it, it's real good that the guys. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm a pioneer, but like the guys have already already gone before them the trial yeah. and error has already already been uh, done and now they, yeah. they, all the younger generation that's come in and have reaped the benefits obviously still working hard but the, the work is already done so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how powerlifting is going to go even in the next 10 years because it's, it's skyrocketed the last 10 years you know yeah I mean 100% I mean it's uh, if someone was to look back at like numbers being pushed back in the day and they're like oh well uh, you know they, they might have anticipated faster growth or they might be like, why are we growing so much faster now? It is literally because the information sharing, and like you said, a lot of people yeah. before had to figure it out on their own. And it was, yeah. without the information sharing like they have now, it's such a slow growth. But nowadays, yeah. you know, and not only that, um, because it's more pop popular now, the, the pool of talents now is blossoming. Yeah. There's so many more people doing powerlifting that to rise to the top so that's why it's, it's interesting that people don't realize, like yourself, at 40 years old, to have started in C. 41. 41. 41. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you could have 41 time. Oh, no, no, it's not, not much difference, but yeah, a little, little bit of a difference. But 41, I'm actually 42 soon. Oh, uh, wow. I'm 42 in general. So, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it means so, it's tough to hang in there in the sport where, where so much has changed. And you've probably seen such a change in the sport over, the, over just your span. And um, yeah. to keep up, to 
to keep up with all the new people coming in. I mean, you've been around, like, 10 years ago when you started, some of these guys were, like, teenagers. Yeah, we, uh, I've noticed, in Australia and obviously the world, but I've noticed uh, here we 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 have we have been getting on power in the last five years and just skyrocketed. You know, I think, I think, uh, uh, given a lot to the promoters here, uh, Marcos and Ime down in, down in Melbourne here, they're, they're the ones that uh, promote, they're, they're, they're the founders of uh, Pro Rule powerlifting down here and obviously the big dogs and uh, you know I think it would be awesome for them uh, down here you know that, that, I mean, that's a lot of people coming over to powerlifting because it's, it's looking like it's fun yeah you know yeah. a lot of the ladies are coming over uh, a lot of the, the bodybuilding ladies are coming over so that's really good to see so that I think I, I think having the wildcats and the big dogs just coming up that, that actually really boosted it I, I, I don't think it would have been uh, as much people if the wildcat girl would, girls didn't come it was really good it was good to see so I'm really excited to see, uh, obviously I'll be just in the stands now, but I'm really excited to see uh, how, how it's going to grow, not only in Australia, but in the world. Yeah, and uh, so going back to your, so when you started lifting weights, when you were growing up, did you start rugby at an early age? Yeah, I started when I was seven, seven six, seven, something like that. We started early, but see, see, right, you see, you in America, are you or you in Canada? Canada, yeah, we got a lot of the same sports as America, though. Yeah, but you're in Canada at the moment, eh? Yes, right? yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, so, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, um, they've got rugby league over there now. Rugby, obviously, you know, it's a different sport, but that, that's like a, that's like nearly gospel back in New Zealand, you know. A lot of the Kiwis love their rugby. But I played rugby league, which is another sport, and he's got it over there too. I think one of our uh, international lifters are going over, over over to Canada to play, and I think he got he got offered for two years, $10 million. <laughs> it, was, it was phenomenal. Wow. But he's... Uh, yeah, ten million for two years. So uh, I think, and he's thirty four. He's on on the way up for for for, for uh, uh, rugby. But you know, it, he's reaping his benefits because he's played in the best team in the world. So in rugby, so and good on him. But yeah, no, I um, I, I wanted to be uh, all black. But this our, that's our national national side. But my, my old man got me into the rugby league. So, but I, I've I've, uh, I've really uh, appreciated what he's did for me, and uh, uh, I don't think it would, it, it, and it's made me who I am today, playing footy. You know, just really giving that mentality when it gets tough in, in powerlifting, yeah. it uh, helps me strive to go forward. Because I've had a, had a lot. I mean, a lot of people see people people see your, your achievements, but they don't see your, your you know your, you want the ones that you don't get. And I've yeah. had a lot. I've had a lot of injuries. You, I've had a lot of yeah. What kind of injuries do you? Cause, okay, so because in North America, um, like we're, we're obviously aware of rugby, but it's not quite as big as like for instance in New Zealand. Oh, everyone knows the All Blacks. Doesn't matter where you go in the world, everybody knows the All Blacks. And um, yep. we're used to seeing like football. American rules football is far more popular over in North America. And um, you hear a lot about like like the injuries and CTE and stuff that happens with American football. And it started to take a bit of a hit in popularity because of those injuries, and especially yep. to the head. Um, but <laughs> right, yeah, it's tough. But in terms of rugby. It, it, for people who don't know, is it as drastic? Is there as many concussions? Is it as, or because there's less um, padding, is it more respect and a little more respect for the opponent's bodies? Or um, how did you find it? I think a lot of the, the Gridiron boys, I think they've been, uh, you know, a lot of them that come over here from America and Canada, the one I've met them, they always say, oh, you guys are mad, you know, you're not really padding, but I think they've been humble. A lot of those guys, I've seen them, you know, like they're pretty big boys, and I'm pretty confident without the padding, they'll still hit as hard as they, 
came with that they would with the uh, the padding. But yeah, you get a lot of concussions in our, in, in our league, and, that, and I think now with the they bring in the TMO now, and and, and you have to if if you've got a, if, if you've got days or whatever on the field, you have to come off and you have to get a test and all that. Yeah. So they're really really onto that now. So uh, yeah, I we didn't know before. As long as you get up, you just keep on playing. But you know how to do that now. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so, I remember no, those but, days. I remember those days, like even like high school or university, when we'd watch like it was American rules football, but a dude can get laid out. Take, yeah. take off a couple plays, come back in the same game. And now yeah. that would never happen. You no, know, no. It's illegal. Yeah, it's illegal, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. doctors get in trouble, the, the, the organization get in trouble, they, they, especially. And, and it's probably, it's good in a way, but it's, you know, just in case, you know, like, the guy's probably got a family, you know, and if something goes wrong with him and he loses his life, you know, like, geez. Yeah. Listen, we know it could have been, and that's why they're preventing that. So, it's, it's, it's in a good way. I think. There's some that probably need to let go. No, it's a little bit, you know, like suspect, but no, I think in general, you know, they're, they're doing the right thing. You know, at the end of the day, safety comes through. Do you have a, did you take any bad uh, body injuries in rugby that you carried on into powerlifting that have been nagging injuries? Yeah, well, the, 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 the ultimate one for me, and that's why I've come, I actually uh, stopped with this when I, I tore my my, my anterior cruciate, and then well, I did that when I was 18, obviously 40 now, but 21. And uh, just over the years, I, I, I was just running with it because they didn't they didn't operate on it because they reckon my quads were strong enough to hold it, yeah. so they didn't operate on it, so they left it. But just over those years, it was just grinding, you know. It was just moving, just moving, you know. And then and that's how I got osteoarthritis on my knee, and that, and that's why I couldn't, I couldn't run no more. And that's probably got to the point now. I've got 10 years out of powerlifting, you know, and I'm really happy with that. I'm lucky, uh, but willing, but you know, like it's come to the point where that is, it's probably towards the, it's, it's towards the end there. Like I can't, even though we don't run, you know, you're still grinding it, you know, like 470, 460 will grind it down, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bone on bone. Yeah, and it's, a, it's funny because I remember seeing a study on uh, like sports in general on what was like safe, relatively safe, and which sports have injuries. In like um, rugby, football, because it's body-on-body clashing. But in terms of like powerlifting, because it's all linear movements, it's relatively safe, uh, so to speak. Because yeah. up down. Yeah. yeah, it's just up down. It's just it's, it's just one way. Yeah. But see, lucky, lucky, lucky for me, it was good there. But I don't get me wrong, we're still, you know, still my knee still got sore, obviously, because it was bone on bone over the years. Oh, and wow. you know, here and here and there, I, I took the pain goods. But this year, I took a. Well, the, the leading into the comp probably the most, well, not, not, I didn't OD on it, but that's uh, probably the, the most uh, pain goods I've taken. And then I realized, you know, I don't want to be doing that for, you know, for any longer. You know, I don't want to be doing that for any longer than 18 weeks. So I just, and that's why I've decided uh, that's time for me. You know, yeah. I'm going to make sure I can walk later. <laughs> yeah. So when you started powerlifting and you found it, and you had a feeling I might be good at this, you started off uh, on more of a novice level and started picking up some steam. How big were you at the time, body weight-wise? Yeah, I was always around, because when I, when I finished footy, I was about 105, but yeah, I was always tra- traveling around 115. And then when I, yeah, and then, and, and then I went up to about 120, and I stayed there for a little while. But um, yeah, I was, I was 120, around 120. Yeah. Felt a lot better then, too. <laughs> no, well, I was obviously a lot stronger now, but... You know, you know, as, as you put on weight, you know, you're not, not as, you know, not as mobile, you know, doing the normal things. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that's an imbalance. You know, to, to lift the heavy weight, you know, if you want to go against the super heavyweight, you have to be heavy. You know, but 
Um, I'm, I'm just glad that I, I didn't have no health issues doing it. And, and I always got blood tests. Always got blood tests. Make sure we're what, so all good. Yeah. And did you did you have to like eat a lot of food to get to this size? Was it like a force? Like, do you think now? Because um, you're done. You're, you've decided you're done powerlifting. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's what I mean. I can I can finally be a father now. <laughs> you know, like yeah. a, a lot. People don't realize that you know it, it took a, a lot of sacrifices and a lot of trainings to get where we where we are at the moment. You know, don't don't me wrong. You know, like, uh, I, I appreciate the the, 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 the journey with powerlifting and you know it, it helped me you know like find myself and um, and create you know get better character and all that, but. You know, I just wish that, you know, for the sacrifices we made, I also could have uh, made the money that I was making in footy. But, you know, it, I, I believe powerlifting would be like that later on in life. It's just the same as it was now. But for the, for the sacrifices we had, like that, what I had to do, you know, I think the wife wanted wife to leave me quite twice. <laughs> <laughs> always, uh, always away. Because always away. Even, even, even on your off days, I was always at the chiropractor, you know, getting a massage. I was always doing something to get better. Always something... I was always doing something to, to go and move forward, and uh, that, that was nearly a seven-day thing. But I only trained about four or five times a week in the off-season. But you know, the other two days, I was always doing something to to, to prep for, you know, make myself better, like, oh, whether it be at the physio, you know, or, or you know, just uh, trying to get better uh, for the next week's training. In, in terms of like, if someone was to think about like what a day in your life would be for training, what what was that look like? Like, what is what are your training days? Well, to, to be totally honest, because, we, you know, even they, they call us pros, but at the end of the day, we still have to work. I still have to work. We still have to work. So, you know, you got eight, eight nine hours day, days there, and then you've got to go to the gym. And especially when it's heavy, you know, like, I think a lot of the power of this can, the super heavyweights can relate to this. You know, it takes about an hour just to warm up you know, to the heavyweight. It takes about an hour just to warm up. Yeah, especially whether it be 400 or four. Oh, I, ne- I, I never go over my openers in the gym. But, you know, when, even when I'm, I'm warming up to 360, it still takes me around 40 minutes, 40 minutes to hour. So there, there you go there. But And then by the time you do it, and then you've got to do your, your your assistance work after that. You know, it's nearly two and a half hours. So, yeah. so it's pretty intense, you know, the, the time. Uh, the, you know, like I think when, you know, when, when I was before powerlifting, you know, in that two years before I actually changed over between the transition of rugby league, you know, I was just doing bodybuilding training, which was still hard too. But see, sometimes when I was sick or when I was, you know, injured, I could bring the weight back. You know, you can get a pump out of like something real light. But in powerlifting, it has to be heavy. You know, oh, well, it has to be reasonably heavy. You know, just uh, especially when you're prepping for a comp, can't 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 back off. Otherwise, uh, yeah, it's just it's just uh, it sadly drains your mind. You know, and you're thinking, oh, you're going to be weak. Can you do the comp? So it's uh, you know, just to say, you're always going heavy. But in the off season, we uh, I, t- I take it right back to sixty percent. Which, yeah. is a, which, which is a godsend because oh, you, you don't want to be doing 470, 460 all, every week of the year. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's probably how you were able to last as long as you did is by doing like an off-season and allowing yourself, you know, lay the weights back a little bit and kind of season it a little bit? Yeah, because there was a lot of guys that always wanted to train me and I always told them that, you, I'm probably not the best, the, 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 the best client to, to take because I always worked around my injuries. My, my, my training was all, always worked around my injuries, you know, my, especially my knees. So I always did the bare minimum. When I first started, I could do, you know, I could do 10 games easy. But as as I got to about 35, you know, I had to, I had to back off because my knee was starting to get a lot, you know, a lot of information. So I had to just do the bare minimum. 
Yeah. So, you know, three tens was just enough. Believe it or not, I know a lot of the other younger guys, you know, that's nothing for them, you know. But three tens was just enough, and then I'll just go do leg extensions or something. And that worked for me. That worked for me. Just be the bare minimum. Only, not because I wanted to, but that, oh, that, only because that, that was the only way I could do it, because otherwise my knee would just seize up. So did you do a lot of your, you did your a lot of your own, like, programming and coaching then? Yeah, I always did mine. I, I had a lot of coaches with me, but my, my always had my own. I, I was always, oh, the last two years I was under Glenn Hanson. He did my off-season, but the prep going into comp, I was always mine, because I, 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 that was a, I wore trial and error of that, and it worked. So I just kept to that one. But in the off-season, you know, I just made, you know, I let uh, another guy help, help me out. And it was just, in the, in the off-season, it's just all it's just all about hot, hot you know, just uh, the higher reps, more than one rep, obviously. Yeah. So we always did the 10s and all that. Not not, not the young fellas, but, we, you know, I was in the 10, 10 arena, but you know, just as long as you can get the pump. So it's, it's pretty much near, near like the bodybuilding training, but... Yeah, it's it's good. The, the off the, the off season actually was the one that that we did the work and and when you did the prep leading in the ten ten weeks, that was the the manifestation of what you did in the off season. So that they were both uh, they were both important. You know, it's it's funny. Like, yeah, I know what you mean when you say that. Where oftentimes it's in the off season when you're doing like volume work and it's nowhere near as attractive. Like people wouldn't want to you know posting it on Instagram, etc. It wouldn't be as impressive for me, for people to watch. But that usually is where the foundation is laid. You know, if you're going to have a good prep, you know, if you put yep. your work in, and it's easy enough when the weight is light to kind of drag your feet when you're away from the competition. And you can yep. miss some days here and there. And, you know, uh, but when we start coming into the competition, um, how did you end up devising, like early on, does your training now at the end look way different than it was, let's say, even at 35 years old? When your when your peaking was concerned, and how did you uh, how did you make those adjustments? I think uh, yeah. When I look back now, I wish I would have had this. The last three years, yeah. I had the programs I had the last three years. Yeah. I wish I would have used that earlier. But hey, you know, you live in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Because before I was just whatever. And and don't get me wrong, I had a lot of mentors and all that. And, yeah, social media, and you could see what they were doing, but. It just didn't work for me, what they were doing. So I had, to, I had to trial and error my own little thing because I couldn't do as much volume as what they wanted you to do. And I think, um, and then I just realised that, you know, the, you know it's my way is the best way and, 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 and we get the result in the end. So I just, I, I just kept it my way. It's like a, a you know, a linear, linear prioritisation. prioritization. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, I'm just a oh, Sorry, my daughter. <laughs> That's okay. We got a we got a cameo appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we um, yeah, we just uh, well, I do I just did my own custom custom. I started off uh, with Ed Cohen programs too, and I still kind of uh, use that, but uh, I've got my own little custom custom one way of doing things, and it worked. But uh, uh, even with that, me perfecting that, you know, like our money was still sore, so you know, that's why we had to had to find a way to move on. Going to move on, uh, life. Kids will close for it out for entire things. I have to move on and yeah. um, help my kids with their sports uh, journey. Do you think so? Was your goal you were going to retire regardless whether or not you won Big Dogs for or not? Was it always yeah. going to be that? Yeah, for sure. Because uh, actually, I made the decision in May this year because I went back to New Zealand for a holiday, but that was still in my off season. 
and my knee was just really bad and I was on the painkillers then and I, and I realized you know, I'm not even lifting heavy and it's still pretty sore and normally when it gets sore it goes away but it stayed for well, it stayed for a good three months mm. and I was going oh gee this is going to be tough and I, I don't want to be taking just just really you know jacking the, the painkillers just to this mask of this is a reason why it's sore but yeah and then somehow I've come right just after that and, I, and you know I've got a lot of you know I've got a lot of sponsors backing me at, uh, down here in Australia and I've got, uh, you know, I've got my coaches and all that, my, my trainers, they're all getting behind me. And I, I don't pay them, you know, obviously it's an amateur sport, I don't pay them, but these fellas still get there, you know, after their days and they help me out. So I just thought, you know, I have to, I have to, I have to make sure that we finish uh, and we, we continue to go to Big Dogs, which was the goal that we made last year. So here we are. And we, yeah, we got the win. So that was, it was, um, yeah, it was a long time coming. Speaking of last year, so you came in second and it was close. Um, I mean, especially for the, the percentage differences between first and second was extremely close. Do you think if you won last year, you would have called it quits then? Or or did you? No. No, no I was always going to do this year again. I was always going to do this year. I think the wife, the wife wanted me to, to finish maybe two years before that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think after after going to Big, Dog, Big Dogs last year and the pro rule, she's never been to a comp with me. She was really, she, she didn't realize how intense it was. And she really, not that she didn't respect me, but she respected what I did. And yeah. she realized what, what, why I sacrificed a lot of time. She had to come to a comp to realize that in pro it was pretty, pretty intense. And obviously big dogs didn't realize how intense it was. And that's what she went, she, 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 she uh, actually changed her mind. And, uh, and she said, oh, I'm with you no matter what, not because I realized, you know, what you're doing and what you're doing for the sport. You know? So she, uh, but we, 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 I not only, she not only helped me with that, I decided that I wanted to finish uh, powerlifting this year because uh, I think the money's uh, come to an end. Oh, so what if I, somehow, you know, there's a, it gets cured uh, and there's a, the cure for it. I lost the arthritis and I, and I get cured. Well, that's a different story, but at the moment, no, no my knees are, uh, I think it's done. <laughs> and, and so she had, your wife had not seen you powerlift before, compete before? She could actually sorry, sorry, I lied. She she saw me compete uh, my second comp. Yeah. Uh, where, where, and then she loved that. But then you know that was that, that was whew, that was back in uh, two thousand nine. Wow. So so so, really? so she she went she went to her first comp in two thousand eighty, and that was a big one. That that was pro and that that was after I I, I had two years off because I, I blew I uh, I wasted my I took my quad right off the body but stripped my uh, tendon uh, quad bone uh, off the off the bone, so it was, uh, the doctors reckoned I wouldn't come back, and after about a year, I think they were right, you know, like, you know it, was, it was a long time coming, it, was, yeah. it took me ages, and then when I come back, it was mental, yeah. mentally it was hard to get back, you know, but uh, yeah, when I blew my quad off the bone, you know, it just, it just really got me, but I, I made sure that you know, I still, I, I was still determined to get back, and uh, when we got back to Pro, I ended up getting my number one status in Australia, and we ended up getting... Uh, getting our records back, so it was really, it was really something that I'll never forget. That's probably my, the best memory I've had in powerlifting. So you, this okay, this is developing into quite the story then. So for the longest time, your wife had not seen you compete, um, and then at, how old were you when you blew your quad off? Uh, I was two, so I was uh, three years. Yeah, I think I was uh, thirty-eight. Something like thirty-nine. So you were middle-aged man. Blew the quad right off. The one, right, just it blew it off. And that is, and, uh, that's t like, and, and, so I can imagine what the doctors and your wife probably saying. 
middle-aged man, this is where the story ends. It's not going to be glorious. It's not going to be the Netflix movie-style ending. And you're listening to this, and the one knee's got no cartilage. The other leg's got no, like, the you're, you're lows of the lows right now. And everyone's yeah. telling you to wrap it up. No, no, that, that was when, you know, like, uh, you know, no, nobody could tell me that, you know, I was always uh, pretty, uh, well, not ruthless, but just pretty, uh, shut up, pretty, uh, you know, just to get it in that way, but uh, nobody could tell me that I couldn't, and I made sure that, you know, we, we made it back, but it was a long, it was a long journey, it was a long journey, because I had my little setup at home, so I trained when I can, I probably trained too early, I actually, I come back to work earlier than what I thought, but um, I had no choice for that. <laughs> I had no sickies left, so holiday <laughs> so I had to win. Lucky I'm a truck driver, so it was, a, it was a blessing there, so didn't have to do that much. But yeah, it was a long time coming. There was I actually did that. Uh, I actually did that quad injury when I was uh, doing a seminar too, which was quite embarrassing. Teaching people how to squat. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry for laughing. Yeah. It's in the past, so we can laugh about it now. But oh man, I, I laughed about it all the time, but in a, in a lot of ways, it's embarrassing. You know, I'm like telling you because I. Everybody laughs, but and I laughed with you too. That was, you know, that was used too. But uh, yeah, no, I blew my quad when I was uh, at a seminar. Question no, in a seminar, I was teaching them how to squat. I blew my quad. How did it happen? Was the bar heavily loaded, or was it just an awkward movement, or? Yeah, just it, it was. Oh, you know, you respect all weight. Plus, it was through his ordinary. And then I, and that was my last, the last one I was going to do about four, four or five reps. And yeah, I went down for the first rep and just, yeah, just, just fell on my face. Holy and actually, when I was on the ground, yeah, actually, when I was on my ground, on the ground, I told them, this is not how you squat. <laughs> 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 you know, what you do, like, but, um, this, yeah. But, they're like, this is not part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am not. Yeah. They're like, is he faking? Is he, is he playing with us right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Now was, uh, yeah, it was really embarrassing, really. I like it didn't really hurt really at the time, maybe because I was more embarrassed, but um, yeah, I went to the I got to from the ambulance straight away and there was there was another so something the following day that they had they had a comp the following day, which I was supposed to come, you know, and I was supposed to just be just uh, be, be, be with the, the those students and just encourage them. And I still come the next day but I was I was hopping around because I couldn't get I couldn't get surgery because I was over at another state. And they wouldn't, because uh, it was Sunday. They would, they wouldn't, they, they couldn't do anything till the Monday. But I was leaving on the, on the plane on the Monday, so I had to get on the plane, sedated with drugs, because I lost well, painful, but, and and go back to where I, uh, where I live, which is in Central Queensland, and that's where we we, we got the the work done there. But yeah, it was hard to walk through the, the airport. I, I tell you, <laughs> like that. Okay. I can imagine some some poor kid looks up to you, got tickets to your seminar, he's lifting the next day, he's looking for some inspiration, watches you pull your quad out, and he's like, oh, yeah. he goes to bed, yeah. he's rattled, he's like, oh my God, I he's all rattled for the next day when he's competing. Holy moly, that's dramatic. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I, think I gave him the real good confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, listen, everybody, I want to show you what not to do, and I'm sacrificing my body to do it. <laughs> yeah, the sacrifice of the heart, but yeah, that was uh, something to remember. But it was good, really, to, to to bounce back from that. You know, about two years after that, um, I missed one of the big dogs, and then I, and obviously come back to fight. Because I did put my hand up for a year after for that that following year, big dogs. I think it was big dogs, the first one. I think it was the first one, no, the second one. And then uh, I pulled out of that one too. But then we we come back on the, the third one, which is uh, last year. We could. When you were coming back, like, what kind of a comeback story are we looking at? Like. 
at the lowest of the low, when that quad was torn off of your body, what were you able to do? Like, I can only imagine the fact that you had to go around a couple days without surgery and you had to take a plane, which, man, if I take a plane, I'm already, you know, complaining, being uncomfortable. But how could you, could you like walk and, and stand on crutches without, because I remember I tore my calf and my torn calf, if I was on my feet, and it was a full rupture as well, on crutches, I can only be on crutches on my feet for a limited time because it'll swell up full of blood and the pain will be incredible. I got to lay down. You know, I couldn't even, you know, my feet, I had to drag myself sometimes to go to the washer or get something to eat. Yeah, that's it. Like, actually, actually, the night of my, uh, I got, I, I got, you know, when I got the surgery done, I think it was a week after, and I'm glad because I didn't have, I didn't have private health cover. So I went through the pub, obviously, out here in, in Australia, you know, you, get, you can go through the, 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 the public system. And they, they, they were good here, the locals here, they, they got me in. I think one of the somebody that knew me in powerlifting talked to the doctor, so I was lucky enough to get that kind of privilege enough. But yeah, I think when once I got the surgery done, and you know, um, I got up and started walking straight away because <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> it was actually, so they wanted me to go on the the, uh, the the wheelchair, but the wheelchair was actually was actually um, making me um, um, bend my knee. You know, when you're over, yeah, it was actually hurting. So I, I actually found it better just to fully. Extend your, uh, your, your leg and just walk on it. It was actually easier. And oh, you should have saw the doctors. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that. Yeah. yeah but I, I knew what they were saying because you know you can't not like, walk on it. But uh, it was easier for me to go to the toilet just just kind of walking like that. <laughs> yeah. Then to go on the, the the wheelchair it actually hurt. But um, yeah, no, it's actually come back stronger. I, I don't get me wrong. It's probably it hasn't been the same. Uh, I've only probably just got. A little bit of feeling in it now, but it's been numb, you know, from you know, when they opened it up. But just uh, it, it took me ages to, to walk to get back to normal walking the way I, I walk because uh, it just didn't feel the same. But um, obviously, squatted, um, come back and squatted better than, than, I, than I did before, so I will just take that as a positive. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like, win. it's almost like you put a little pep in your step. <laughs> well, because I, you know, I was really determined to to make it back, and a lot of people, when I come back, they, I don't think they realise that I come to take the record back. I hit that quad, me and my team hit that quad. I think they were just, you know, I think the record was uh, ten seventy or ten eighty, uh, and I got ten ninety that day. But a lot of people thought I was just coming just to show up and just yeah. get a thousand, which is still good too. Yeah, <laughs> it's still good. It's still massive, but yeah. now nah, I come. I, I, I come to do the job because we we, 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 we we did all the training, we knew that what we could do and it come off. So and then we went off to the big dogs after that, which was last year, and then here we are today. Uh, here we are on Saturday too, so it was good. And, and and when you were so did the doctors think when they when you told them what you do and you're a power lifter and you told them the type of weight that you move, because they found that obviously when you go in there with a torn quad, they're like, What happened? And did you tell them, I'm coming back? And did they tell you you're crazy? You're you're, you're a middle-aged man, and your your leg is completely ruptured. I mean, this thing tore right off the bone. What are the doctors looking at you and telling you when you're when you're in that situation? Oh, and of course, they, a, lot, a lot of the doctors yeah, they thought I was crazy and all that. And you know, they, you know, it didn't really matter what they said to me. You know, all all I knew is the self-belief I had in myself, and uh, 
and I and I knew I could get through it. You know, wow. I think my wife, you know, was a, you know was a little bit humming and hugging because she just didn't want me to get hurt. But yeah. and I had something to prove, and I just wanted to. And, and you know, a lot of the reason why I did this powerlifting is really just to you know leave a, a positive legacy for for everybody that you know, like oh, not just young people, but anybody that that you know that, that when the storms come, you know, you just got to you got to fight it and just. As long as you're moving forward, uh, that's a good thing. So, and that's why I did that, you know. And that's why I did powerlifting in, in general too, because I just wanted to prove that, you know, like, you know, you, you, anything's possible. And, you know, we've achieved a lot, but yeah, don't get me wrong, I've, I've achieved a lot because only because I've had oh, a lot of good people around me. You know, the Australians have been really good. I'm a Kiwi, uh, New Zealander, but the Australian Australians have been really good. You know, I wouldn't have did it without them. And uh, you know, like it's a team effort. You know, we go out there on our own, on our own, on the platform. But no, we uh, to get out there on our own, we had a team. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a huge blessing. When you started um, your training back, so and you said it was like a long road back. But what kind of weights were you starting with, and and, and started moving? Because for a while there, just walking was a win. Just like, you know, squatting and doing the motions, no weights is a win. And people might not understand just how long, like, in terms of just doing, loading the bar with, you know, a plate aside can be a victory. Do, doing that, like, I think Brendan Allen's going through some massive injuries as well. And yeah, I see that. I see Brendan. I see Brendan. I, I messaged him too before. And I, you know, I wish him the best, but he's in the same, he's in the same, same road as what I was doing. Same thing. People don't. But he'll be back. He'll be back. It's that people don't realize it's, you can go mentally in a dark place. Like he he had said briefly, we had him on the podcast. He's like, man, it's not, you know, it's not easy mentally when this is what you do as a stress reliever. This is what you you have all these hopes, and all of a sudden, boom, it, it it's taken away. It's not like it, in your instance, it could have been taken away. You ended up coming back and leaving on your own terms, which is entirely different. Which is like the way you want the story to end. But when you feel like for a minute, like this is, I had all these. All the things I wanted to do before I left, and for it's almost like it's like it's gonna get taken away from me. And there's gotta be. Yeah. Was there moments when you're like on the bottom end and you're moving such small weight and it's painful? Getting to depth is difficult. Where you're like, you know, you, you you're a home alone and your wife's like, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" The doctors are like, "I don't think this is gonna happen," and you don't really have much reason to hope. And you're like, "Man, you know, you, this is gut check time." This is the well, I, I, I think I, I think I started squatting. Oh, it was ugly, but I think I squatted maybe about two sixty three hundred an inch. Uh, I shouldn't tell people this because don't encourage them. I think it was like five months. After oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think I think it was something like that. It was just like when I did my 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 um, my, my uh, bicycle cap. Uh, you know, I tore that off the bone too. I, I was uh, I, I was uh, deadlifting about three weeks after. So I don't, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Which it just healed straight away. Because I think when I, because when you do it, you know, you did it because you, you know, you didn't fully extend your arm. So when I fully extend my arm when I was doing the deadlift straight after the, the well, you know, three or four weeks after the, the surgery, it didn't hurt. It was obviously if you go and do bicep curls, it's going to hurt. Yeah. But yeah, with the with the, with the bicep tendon tear I had um, when I when I when I did four hundred, uh, well, I tried to did four hundred back in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that, that that just really pulled my arm up too. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I've recovered from that quickly too. But obviously, the the, the quad one took longer. But yeah, I think I, I think I squatted I squatted quite oh well, reasonably heavy. I think it was about five months out. <laughs> you know, but is there risk, is there risk of re injury? Did the doctor say there was risk of re injury if you lift or? 
Yeah, but he said that it has to it has to heal. I think it's it won't fully heal. You know, and after six months, that's when you start gradually, um, you know, lifting uh, low weights. After that, because that's when it fully heals and it mends the bone or whatever. But no, I think I swear I think that was about four or five months. I was squatting just quietly, and don't get me wrong, it's probably really, really silly to do a pause, but no, I just wanted to get back. And then we were going all right. I think I'll, I'll try and send you the the uh, the, the old videos, but uh, I've got it on my Instagram. But yeah, we, we I did it a little bit early with that one too. But oh, don't get me wrong, I was still I was still struggling. It took it, it took a good year eh, to really squat squat well, but then um, and then after that it was just mental mental breaking down that mental barrier, you know, thinking, oh, gee, it's going to happen again. But the yeah. doctors actually, even though they, they didn't want me to do heavy, they actually helped me because they said that it's actually stronger than it was when they, you know, when they sew it back to your bone or whatever they do, yeah. and then back to the bone, they, they, whatever they put on it, they, 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 they told me that it actually, it's actually stronger than it was before. They should have told so you. I don't, know why they, I don't know why they said that, and they said I'll never do it again, so, on, you know, on paper, really, it's better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You're, yeah. like, you're like, doctor, you're giving me mixed signals here. <laughs> yeah, so, so they actually gave me confidence what they said. So I said, oh, well, I'll just take that one. I don't want to take the other one that you said that I'll never lift heavy. I'll just take it that it's actually stronger than it was before. Yeah. Did you, do you find, some people find that um, using wraps might increase injuries, especially with the quad. I think there's been a couple of lifters that, I, that I've had on that said that they thought maybe wraps might increase quad injuries. Um, have you found that, or did that make you at all a little hesitant? Because obviously, big dogs, you're going to be using wraps. Oh no, wraps! I had no. As you know, that I've got torn cruciates in both both legs, so, so wraps actually act as an extra, like a like a normal cruciate that everybody else has for me. Ah, <laughs> you know, like I've still I've still got torn cruciates, but they they, they, they didn't because uh, when I actually finished um, footy, I actually did you know just before you know why. Not only why I finished footy because of the knee, but my last game I actually did my interior cruciate on my on my left left. So I've got both torn cruciates and just stayed stayed like that. So I'd say my left left knee will probably end up being like that later on in life too, like my my right knee with some osteoarthritis. But um, you know I, I you just got to move forward. <laughs> it's so, just uh, it's, so you it's, uh, it's, it's been a good journey. Is it almost like so when you were coming back and from from like you have knee injuries, um, obviously the massive quad tear, and uh, the doctors are saying you shouldn't do this, etc. You almost knew. Look, I don't want the story to end like that. This is not how the story ends. I'm not going to be one of those stories people tell that's like, oh yeah, it's a sad story. You knew. I only got a limited amount of time. Now middle aged man, and the biggest show is going to be Big Dogs Four, and you couldn't have picked a bigger competition. To aim for like this is like you could have went for smaller did you knew like it's got to be big dogs for i'm going where the biggest competition is like this is you couldn't have picked it this is like straight out of a movie and you're like i'm going out on my own terms and it's almost like the clock was ticking down if you didn't hit it this one this could have ended entirely different your your story could have been totally different you picked the toughest competition to sign up for and you were you were telling yourself i'm i'm retired after this no matter what when you were leading yeah. into this, and you knew you knew that this is like an all or nothing type of deal, yeah. walking in there in that in the last week leading into Big Dogs Field, leading into Big Dogs Four, how did you feel about it? Were you like, did you feel extra pressure 
due to that, did you feel almost like, you know, because it's kind of a weird thing. Not many people are going to know, like, this, this definitively, this is the end. And it's, oh, by the way, the biggest competition, the strongest men in the world are here. The biggest checks are here. You know, you, you couldn't pick the bigger stage. And it's all coming to an end right now. You know, this it's going to be a great comeback. How did you feel about that? I think, well, there's, there's always, always, you know, I won't lie, there was a lot of pressure. I was nervous and all that. But, you know, I think coming from footy, you know, I was used to that, you know, having you know, under pressure, nervous, leading into a, you know, a, you know, a tough game, and obviously in this sense, a, a big comp. But always, I've always said leading into a comp, especially a week out, it reminds me of when I used to play footy, you know, you know, just the banter and, you know, the nerves. Myself, don't get me wrong, I'm always nervous too, but I, I love that because it reminds me of my footy days. But it was, it was, you know, it was a little, a lot, a lot of pressure, I'll admit, because I had my, my parents come to watch me. Uh, my mum come from New Zealand to watch me, especially. Oh, my auntie, wow. My kids come up, all my kids come. Yeah. My boy. Yeah, so, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, it was... And and, not, and obviously my my fans that follow me I've got a huge fan base down here and around the world and they were hoping for me to yeah you know, well you know get something reasonable and uh, I, I admit I admit brother you know it was it was a tough it was it was a tough one the last one you yeah. know like there was a lot of technical issues you know with my height rack height and all that we we tried to we we, tried, we thought we had it in the back the right the right height and then we come out and it was uh, just on my nose <laughs> you know. I don't know what happened, but uh, uh, you know, and, and it was it was probably just it was our, our fault. We you know we didn't get the height probably. That's why they had to change it for my opener. Um, and then you know, obviously you, you, you saw the screen. You know, we fell over. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, it, was, about... it, was, it, was, it was a tough it was a it was a tough day, but I'm glad we got the win. I want to talk about that. So okay, so first off. Your wife. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I went straight into it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so your wife had not only this is a good story. So not only were you coming in there knowing this is it, this is that movie moment, the big comeback, um, the underdog, middle-aged man coming in off of a career-ending injury, and you're like, this is the last one. Your wife shows up and hadn't seen you lift, and like you know, she's she's just starting to. She came. Um, had your parents and your kids. This is all new. Like, is this like the first time everyone had showed up for a competition like that? Yeah, I think that's obviously the wife come to last year's big dog, yeah. and in the in the and obviously the pro raw that year, which was uh, last year. Um, but yeah, it's the first time everybody's been together. You know, with my, all my kids and my parents. Yeah. So I think you know, like uh, I, it, it, it just that alone was a lot of pressure too. To be yeah, honest, be like, especially with my mum. You know, you know, my mum's always been, you know, when we marry our wife, you know, when you get married, you know, she's obviously the new boss. Yeah. But you, your mum, your mum's always the, the original boss. Yeah. You know? yeah. Your mum, you know, I don't, no, it's like mum's cooking. There's nothing better than mum's cooking. Mum, mum, this is a good cook too, but there's always something about mum's cooking where that's just like, you know, like she brings for me up. So I was really, you know, I was really hoping to perform well for my mum. So it was actually a tough day, but, but we, we still got the win. <laughs> did, did it, was it? Did you have weird emotions knowing this is the last one? You of course, know of course. Well, you know, I, I think I put a video on Instagram leading in straight after work, and I, re- I, I don't know why, but I, I just realised that I was ready to go to train, and I realised that that's the last time I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be training as a elite powerlifter. Yeah, I'll be still training, but I just training for elite powerlifter, and it was quite emotional. 
But I didn't grind and grind. I wanted to. Don't get me wrong. I can, I can admit, I'll, I'll, you know, because it's been a lot. It's been a long journey, and you know, I've met a lot of people uh, in my journey, and they've really helped me. You know, I'm going to miss them all. And uh, you know, I've met a lot of weird people too, but I'm weird too, so you know, I, I mix them quite quite well. But, well, that's uh, that's probably, yeah, well, we're throwing back to Brendan Allen actually. <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brandon. Oh man, me and him, me and him got on well. He, Brandon, Brad, Brandon's a he's a competitor. I, I think me and him got the, the same that same mentality when it comes to comp. He's he's a really, I, I really, I, I, you know, I really, um, I really enjoyed my, my my time with that guy last year. He was yes. him and his wife. He's really good to his wife. I mean, that's one. What I like about Elizabeth too, when they're good, good to their partners, and, and obviously I'm not saying that I haven't seen that yet, uh, because there's a lot of guys that are good to good with their partners and kids. So, yeah. you know, this, that's what the sport's about. You know, like you know, not only we're, we're good on, you know, we we lift weights, but we will make sure that we're good family men. You know. Yeah, it's a uh, the the people you can meet in powerlifting. It brings everyone from you know doctors to like all walks of life, yeah. the whole spectrum. We take it all. You know, and people from That's all it. over the world, all different backgrounds. It's a beautiful thing. And I know, like, um, I mean, I've, I haven't been in that situation, but I can only imagine when you're leading into a competition and, um, like, the whole family showing up and, and the whole lead-in where you know, like, this is the last one. And, yeah, when you when – you, it's like working at a place or graduating from a school you've been in for 10 years where, like, your last big squat day, you're like, oh, my God, this is the last big squat day, like – not just for this competition, period. After this, yeah. after this, it's recreational. Your last big bench day, your last big, it's the last big ever. That would be, that's very traumatic. For like for people who, this is a part of your life, you know. It was, it was, it was. Because I, I, I admit my brother, like, uh, and when I was playing footy, I actually, people don't, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually walked away from this whole attitude problem, you know, just typical young fellow, but... I actually walked away away from the sport, which is pretty sad. And and uh, I I always always said that if I um, no, man, then I tried to make it back again, but obviously you know with the knee um, that that stopped it. But so th- that chapter was gone. So, but I always thought, you know, I always felt that you know if God gave me another chance in another sport, I'll make sure I'll give it my my all. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 that's and when he gave me obviously when I did powerlifting, I said I'm going to give this hundred percent. And it's been 10, 10 years I've given 100% to the sport. You know, like I said, there's been a lot of sacrifices. I think my wife wanted to leave me twice, but... Um, <laughs> and, you know, my kids, my kids, you know, I, I, and I don't get me wrong, I, I, probably, I probably couldn't I couldn't be there for that sporting journey because I'm always away, always doing something to be better in powerlifting. So now I can do that. I can be... I was always a father, but I can be the, the ultimate father now. Yeah. You know, where I can... Really, really help them in what they want to do, and, and, and obviously it's not just my kids. You know, I'll be helping others that that, that are, you know aspire to be elite powerlifters or whatever. You know, just you know, just just help them out in any way I can with my experiences to, to to guide them in the right direction. Well, here's the thing too: like, not only can you be there, but mentally, you know, when you have something coming up, a big event coming up, it's it's on your mind. Even when you're present, mentally, yeah. sometimes when it's on on your mind. And um, yep. I know what you mean, where you could be at, at certain events physically, but, you know, when something's dominating your life, you know, you got the pressure coming up. It's, it's yeah. hard to be always present there emotionally, mentally. And, um, like, in the end, when, you're, when your kids grow up and look back at your story and hear, like, stories like this, I mean, it's got to be inspirational. I can only imagine. Well, I can only imagine. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you know, yeah, like, yeah. 
Totally, but yeah, uh, we, 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 we cheat it, like I said, though, like I know, and I've got up there, we cheat, cheat a, a few things here and there, but you know, I couldn't have done without my team. But yeah, and I always said that, you know, there's something I can uh, tell my grandchildren, yeah. uh, you know, a cup of tea and biscuits later on. Yeah. On the couch, and I just tell them, yeah, I used to lift, they probably won't believe me that I would have been ballooned up by then, but. I think a lot of power, super heavyweights, my brother, like I think uh, Chad Wesley said something about, uh, about super heavyweights, you know, it's about, you know, really, it's about what, uh, making sure your knees are good and your heart's good, you know, because you, you, even though you're lifting heavyweight, you're heavy too, you know, and that's, yeah. that's putting pressure on your heart, you know, and that's why I always, always, you know, I know I'm jumping the gun into another subject, but always, always emphasise on the guys when they meet me, I said, always, always make sure you're healthy, one, you know, because no use, you know, no use doing stuff like this, having fun, and knowing that, you know, it could, it could be, uh, it could be bad for your health, you know. And I always made sure that. Oh, there was one time my cholesterol went up, and that was after Christmas, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, know? yeah. <laughs> you know, of course it's going to go up after I'm, Christmas, yeah. and then it went down. I, because the doctor was stressing, I said, mate, it was Christmas, mate, and I had cakes and yeah. barbie, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, so that'd be lit. It wasn't a it was just eighteen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? I think I think we probably monitor our health. Like the older you get, the more you start realizing things like that and taking it more serious. When you're younger, yeah. you just think this is going to go on forever. You you just treat your body however you know you can roughly yeah, you and yeah, you just don't take it. The older you get, the more. I mean, we're aging ourselves. We're starting to, but it's it's so cliche. You look you look young, brother. You look oh, young. Hey, hey, you do too. You do too. You look young, You do too. But, um, Maybe you might have, you might have to make big dogs this year. <laughs> <laughs> Take over, mate. Take over. That's right. That's right. So um, on the big dogs four, let let's get into this because this is some dramatic stuff. Um, okay. You you show up for the squats and obviously the rack height's all off and um, and you had a major like when you took that one squat and that weight went flying off your back and you knew. All the pressure that's in there with this is my last competition ever. The family's all here, and you probably have told yourself, um, like, it, uh, do you do visualization before competitions? Of course, I always, always, I always, uh, I, I, I to the point actually have to be at the because we get, I get there about a week before the comp, yeah. and I always like to actually go in the where we are, but they didn't open it until the day, so. Anything I can to, you know, anything I can to, like I like to do my squat, see what the squat racker, uh, squat mono were using, but it, it didn't come until that day. But yeah, I, I always like to visualize it. I think for everybody now, next year, they can visualize that have been there this year, they can visualize what, what's going to happen next year because it's in the same place. Yeah. It's not changed. So you know, you know, you know where it's going to be, you know where the, 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 the warm up's going to be, you know where the we will how it's set up, and that's why yeah, I always like to. I actually, Bud Marcos, he, he, he's the promoter, you know, he's, he's the boss of Pro Raw, and I always always give him a, a lot of questions. I go, you know, who's the spotters, who's the who's the judges, all that, just so I can get in my head. Yeah. Not because I want you know, I want any special treatment. I just want to know in my head who, who I'm seeing, like, visualize who I'm gonna see, and then that that that, that you know. And that way, you, 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 you know, you can get yourself really uh, mentally prepared the best way you can. So when you come come on a day, you know, it takes a little, it takes the edge off, you know, really, because you're stressed on the day. <laughs> yeah. Really, so it feels like you've been there before. Well, so when you yeah, went into exactly. the squats, having said that, and this is where the story gets interesting. Um, so which, let's walk us through your first, second, and third attempts. The, the weights and what happens. 
Yeah, well, the the, the, the first the first, the first attempt was the four forty. You know, uh, actually the warm up leading into that, I did the four ten warming in, and I actually nearly fell over. I don't know what happened. We we set up wrong in the back two, and I never did that. So I went up with that two. I, I was you know I wasn't confident from that, but uh, we went up and the the rack height were, were wrong. Uh, we, we we did it at the back, you know that mono. We uh, I went under the back and we said it was seven. And um, yeah, we, uh, the, all my team, we said, yeah, that's good, that's the right height, that's that's low enough. And we thought, oh, it was different, different height. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. And, and I'm not playing pro, uh, big dish. Hey, that's my fault, you know. Maybe we just didn't um, double check it, and I went up there, and then obviously they had to play around with it. I think it took it, you know, because you know how you're wrapping tight too, you know, like you're yeah. still waiting, you know, you only want to be in your axle about a minute max, and I think I was in longer than that, so. When I actually went to go squat, I actually couldn't feel my feet. <laughs> I actually couldn't feel my feet, so... Uh, and then there's no excuses, and, and I just fell over. I just lost, lost balance, but... Yeah, we come back in the second the second attempt, and we got it, and then... Uh, I actually wanted 465 when I last, but some... Uh, some no, I want, I put 470, and I realised... No, we'll just put 465, and then at least that's a PB that, from last year, 5 k PB. But when I when I went back to go tell them, they said you can't change it. <laughs> so so I had to go four seventy. So yeah. obviously four seventy was on a good day it was going to be my second attempt. But because we we, we fell over and it really it really, really jolted my my confidence, it had to be my last. If not, five you know like it wasn't going to be at all. So we did that and uh, yeah, luckily we come away with that one. But it was a tough day. It was a tough day. Tough day, you know, uh, probably one of the toughest coffee. And it had to be my last one. <laughs> and, and when you when you missed that opener, because it wasn't just it actually went over the way oh, right and, down the front. It, Did it rattle you? Because I was like watching it live. That was a lot of weight, and it went flying out there, knowing you know this is the last one. This could not have been how you visualized it. You like was no, it a little rattling? No. Were you like, holy moly, this isn't the way I wanted it to go? Yeah, it's not the way I wanted to go. You know, you, 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 and actually, when I was walking out after I did that, you know, I just, gee, I was thinking, gee, my head, oh, gee, I hope we don't bomb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we, uh, my team got me, got us together. My father came around the back, come around the back, and he had a chat to me, and they really boosted me up. And I realised, you know, I've got a dig deep here, and then uh, we went and did our second attempt, and we got it. So we got back on the board. Yeah. And when you hit that, just, when you hit that, the emotion you let out. When you start hammering the barbell, you know, you yeah, were like, yeah, we yeah, that <laughs> it was, it was, I was just relieved, mate. It was a lot of pressure. Yeah. Pressure that day. But, uh, I mean, if the people come for entertainment, well, that was the one there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't entertaining for my team. Yeah. But uh, it was it was entertaining for everybody, you know, like keep them on their toes and all that. So that's what they come to watch. They want to come to watch. Well, I, could, I obviously provided that for them. <laughs> and did you, um, so, so after the squad event, were you thinking, because obviously you came for the win, you know, this is how you want the story to end. With the way the squad event went, were you at all rattled at all? Were you, were you watching what everyone else was doing? Um, or are you just, was your faith at all rattled in terms of coming out with the win after the squad event? How were you feeling? Because it was slightly off the script, but you did it. You were able to come back. Yeah, um, well, I think we ended up having the bigger squat. I didn't think I'll get the big squat that day, but we did. And um, yeah, I just I was just happy we got that because uh, we we as you can see that actually probably won because I, I um, pulled up on the bench that actually and on deadlift I didn't go too well either because of my hands. Um, we we um, that actually won the confirmation. 
getting that 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 that, that lit head start on the squads. If you won the conference, so we ended up being uh, <laughs> ended up being that. Uh, you won. Leaving. Correct me if I'm wrong. How, you won. How many kilos did you win by? I think I won by ten. But Graham, Graham, Graham. If he would have won, he would have won by two and a half, and he was he was really close. Old uh, Graham Hicks. I just want to put a shout out to Graham. Dear, what a nice guy. You know, yeah. just putting strongest man. You know, rookie even he got 11, 11, 1100 kg and real nice and, and a family man too. That would yeah. be why I really and his wife's beautiful and he playing his baby. So um, all the best to you, Graham. I'd say he'd be up there again next year too. You know, there'll be a lot of other followers coming too, but yeah, he'll go well. Yeah. So when you were you uh, because it was so exciting in the squad of it, what in terms of your like adrenaline, um, was it easy to keep it carrying through right to the deadlifts? Like I failed before. And it can rattle you, and if the bar goes over the head like that, and then to come back and hit such a huge squat and have a personal best like that, were you, did you take a little bit out of you that more than you had suspected? Or yeah, the first attempt did. I actually saw stars straight after. I, I did actually as I walked back. I was feeling a little bit, a little bit dizzy, but I didn't tell. Obviously, you know, no, I didn't tell my team because I know I know what they would have did. Because that's how that's 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 how caring now for me is. Oh no, we want you to you know we want you to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I actually saw stars on the way back. It was, I can't believe I didn't, I didn't, you know, scratch my head, you know, because it went over the head. It's yeah. hard to hit, my, uh, hard to miss my head. It's a big head. <laughs> but, but um, but uh, no, I didn't scratch my head. So, but uh, yeah, no, it rattled me a bit, my brother. I, I admit that, and you know, you, you, you know, you think, oh gee, you know, is this the end? But we bounced back. But yeah. we had to dig deep, and it was, uh, it was really tough. That the, the squats really. Uh, trained me a bit, but uh, we went on to uh, the bench and oh, well, you're gonna ask about the bench and yes, that was another one too. I didn't think I, I went from uh, one one extreme to another. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's talk about the bench then. Walking in the bench, you're hoping. All right, squats was entertaining. I had a big yeah. bomb. Had a bit like bombed on one, came back, hit it, uh, ending up getting a big squat, taking a nice lead. But um, it wasn't exactly the way you thought it's gonna go. But it's entertaining to watch. If you want a good yeah. story, you got it. So you're probably hoping let's let's have a nice, cool, calm, collected bench press. No more fireworks. Yeah. No, no more yeah. excitement. No more fireworks. And, and what did end up happening? No, well, again, it was my fault again. You know, I uh, I was uh, uh, pressing too uh, too fast for the call before the call, the press call, and uh, yeah, that's why I was getting the three three red lights. And I did that the first two attempts. I was too early on the press <laughs> calls, and uh, yeah. So that, so to get me, so I failed my two two open uh, two attempts. So the last one, another one. Uh, I was left with the last 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 attempt, and yeah, I'd say my team was probably had anxiety then because <laughs> we left with the last one. But yeah, well, I, I I thought you know getting through the squats, you know, I thought you know it couldn't get any any worse than that, but it, yeah. it, it actually did. It actually yeah. did. It actually did. Because at least at least I actually clocked the squat. But yeah. see, the last one I, I didn't clock one, so so this one I was uh, and I was the first to get <laughs> bombing the comp. But we got through that one. You know, I listened to the the, the press call at the end, and it was good. So luckily, but I, I we trained heavier than that. But because you know you, you didn't want to go heavier because obviously I still didn't get my opener. Yeah. So we just we just left our opener and just and uh, and kept that that way until we actually got, which was the last attempt. So. Oh, lucky. Now, actually, you would have seen me on the video too. I was actually got up and I was like, oh, just so relieved. Couldn't even wave up to the crowd. I was just going, oh, gee, lucky. <laughs> and we got it. it's, mm. it's, 
especially with all of that's what's going in here. It's Big Dogs 4, um, the strongest men in the world are showing up at this. Your family's coming in. This is the last competition ever in your facing possible elimination and bombing out. I mean, the stress, you couldn't have made it a better. Look at it turns like a storyline. You can't have a more dramatic story. Everything leading in from the huge comeback, you know, um, at, at your age, when, when the doctor's like, you're never going to come back. You're like, I'm going to make this comeback. Your family flying in, and for the first time, wife, parents, kids, everyone's there this time. Last competition <laughs> ever. The squat event, you end up bailing a squat. And it was a dramatic bail. Rattled a lot of people. Coming back, hitting it. Hitting the barbell, be like, yes, we're back in it. Coming back, hitting a personal best, and everyone's like, oh, okay, we're good. We're back on track. Maybe some positive momentum. Coming out for the bench press, miss the opener. Everyone's like, okay, all right, remain calm, remain calm. Come back, <laughs> miss the second. And now everyone watches like, oh, yeah. man, this is getting too exciting. Mm. I know, I know I can laugh about it now, but I wasn't laughing on the day. Oh, <laughs> no, I was actually doing it, and I'll admit that. You know, it was actually quite a dick. And, yeah. uh, and a lot of, the guy that is um, a pioneer for uh, Australian powerlifting, he's a, he's a big fan of mine, and he comes, his name's Vince, Vince Simonetta, he actually come to watch me. And he was saying, because he actually, he, I think two months or three months before, he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack, oh, and he wow. goes, mate, I come, and you nearly gave me another heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> You can then get my another heart attack. So I was, uh, I said, I'm sorry, mate. But, uh, I'm yeah, sorry, mate. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so, were you, do you have, like, when, when things like that are happening, like, mentally speaking, because it's easy to go off the rails, like, positive momentum has, or positive energy has momentum, negative energy has momentum. And when you're tested like this, and this, of all competitions, of all the setups, you're being tested like this, and it now both events back to back. Do you have some kind of positive affirmations you say, or positive imagery, or like how, what do you use to bring yourself back in and be like, this isn't how the, this isn't how the story ends. I've been here before. The story does not end this way. Well, actually, you know, my brother, I think of well, well, I think everybody. I mean, maybe a lot of people don't like me, but then a lot of people do. But I'm actually a born again Christian, bro. You know, proud, proud born again Christian, my brother. But I've always, uh, you know, I've always. Uh, I've always put it out there that my, you know, my belief in Jesus Christ and, you know, really drives me through it for him. that gets me for everything I do. And that, that's what I do. You know, I sit down and pray and just to, just to myself and say, we can do this, you know. I'll be, and he's got me there for the reason. You know, the reason, not only for the good news, but just, uh, just, to, just to help people. And uh, we have to, we have to get that lift so we can get, ultimately get the victory and show everybody that, you know, even the old fellas can do it like myself. You know, yeah. so, uh, it, it was a tough. That was probably the toughest comp I've ever did. <laughs> but um, you know, like uh, I've had other comps where you know the, it's gone against me. But we push through. You know, we just go go for the same thing and stay in the process. Uh, and me and my team, we know what we can do. You know, we, and, and it ends up we should end up uh, uh, getting it at the, at the end of the day. So uh, you know, we we just stuck to that formula and, and formula, and, and it's worked. So and it worked on the weekend. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, glad we got the one. And you really can't. So, in terms of writing a movie, in terms of the movie ending, how a competition would go, um, the drama continues right into the deadlifts. So, because the deadlift in the end, Hicks had the winning deadlift in his hands. We'll, we'll talk about that, and, and it was going to be right up to the very last deadlift, like so dramatic in terms of watching. 
it's almost like the nerves could never get let off. Like you could never, it's right up to the end, there was danger. And, uh, and it makes it entertaining to watch, but I'm sure your family and you were going through the anxiety of, oh my gosh. So let's talk about the deadlift event. So, um, so, so you make it through the first two events and you're thinking, all right, let's, let's, let's write the ship in the deadlifts. So let's talk about yeah. your, your attempts and some of the competition, what they were doing. Yeah, well, I opened the 380. I'm not too sure what the, I think Yuri, oh man, he, he's a freak. Yeah. He opened way more. I don't know what he went. Uh, actually, to be totally honest, I, I don't know. I just know he went, he got 415 and, yes, and went to 435 or something. And that's for a or something like that. That's phenomenal there. But um, I just knew that I, I opened the 380 and, uh, and, we, and we got it. And I didn't rip my hands. I normally rip my hands and all that, but... Uh, and then I went for 400 in the second and ripped my hands and I just had to watch. No, it was just like last year. Just had to watch and see if, they, if somebody's going to beat me. Just like with Tetris. Yeah. When you got their last lift and I just had to watch. I couldn't come out. I couldn't come out. So I just had to wait. But this year, um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I think you're wrong. You know, I, I, I would have been happy for the big fella, big fella uh, Graham if he would have won because, you know, it would have been a fairy tale ending. But... Um, on, on, the, on the other hand, you know, we got the win and uh, I get to, get, get to put it, you know, get, get to say that I was Big Dogs for champion and uh, tell my grand, grandchildren that. So I was happy we got the win and, and I was, well, I was really hoping that everybody else didn't get no major injuries too. So that, that's all, that's what's important too. When you went, when you got the win, what did it feel like? Because again, I mean, uh, you knew this was the very last competition and there wouldn't be another. And was it? Did yeah. that dawn on you? Yeah, it was my, it's bittersweet. My dad. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was. Uh, we did. My, my dad. We were all watching uh, Graham's last uh, deadlift, uh, and uh, we knew that if we were good, have got that. He, uh, he would have won. We were all watching, and obviously he didn't get it. And uh, my dad was being dad wouldn't grab me and help me. He doesn't normally do that. My dad. <laughs> he's a fellow, but he's a real, real hard man too. Yeah. That, that sense of hugging and all that. And, don't, you know, he, he let his actions do, do, do his talking for him, but that day he really hugged me, he was really happy, and he started yelling, I said, calm down there, calm down. <laughs> Why did he get off the platform? But Wait, yeah, he was, he was really happy. And uh, and then obviously my wife come over, she was crying. And when, yeah, and my team come over, we were just, um, yeah, it was just uh, just a fairy tale, fairy tale of Indy. It was, really, it was a good day. It's weird how when you're chasing that moment, like it happens in the last competition. Like everything comes together in terms of like all those years of working this hard and trying to battle your way to the top. And for it to happen on the very last competition with your dad there, your mom there, your wife there, your kids there, and it's the last one. You know, yeah. and to have faced it, oh, and by the way, a blown off quad, your knees, you know, stripped to the bone on bone. And to come back, and then what happened in the squats, what happened in the bench press, and then for the for you know a beast like Graham having the, the win in his hands all the way up, like the dramatics of it could not have been more dramatic. You know, for all that to take place, I mean it is that that's that it's almost that picture perfect ending where when you're thinking about an ending to cap off your career and look yep. back, it's almost you almost don't want to unsully. You you almost don't want to dirty it. You're just like, you know what? You can you can now close your wife's been saying for the last two years, close it up, Odell. Leave it alone, you're good. If ever you That's needed it. if ever you needed a way to close the book and be like, you know what? It doesn't get no better than that, does it? it yeah, because I, I think I think I only got about a four out of ten a four out of nine. 
So on paper, that's probably one of my one of my uh, one of my worst. Well, in, in, in case of like uh, TV, like uh, what I got, I think my best. I, I think I've got an eight out of nine before, but on paper, that's probably one of my worst performances. But I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad on our worst performance, we got eleven ten. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. on eleven ten on the worst eleven ten kg total on the worst uh, on a bad day, and when the big dogs on a bad day, so I'm happy with that. Uh, I always thought in my head, you know, like, you know, just imagine if we would have had a good, a, a perfect day, but nobody ever really has that. But even probably a little bit better day than I had that day. Too. Who knows what I would have got? But uh, we we got it. We come away with the win, and uh, really happy. Isn't it like it's it's ironic? It's like a part of. It's kind of like a metaphor for life, right? If you had your perfect day, um, and you you would have ended up winning by a much bigger spread. Let's say you win nine for nine. Um, got all the numbers you had visualized leading into this, and there's a massive spread. It wouldn't have been the story we're talking about now, though. Like, what happened that day, the dramatics of it. Look, if you're winning, and then on squats, and then you're winning in bench, and then you win in dead, and that's how the story yeah. goes. That's not really the story your grandkids are going to be being like, hey, you know what Grandpa did one time? You know, that's not really like the fact it was so scary in the squats. And then scary, and then scary again in the bench press, and then oh, and then and then for Graham to have the winning dead in his hands, like scary all over again in the deadlifts. That's what makes like when your dad had that moment with you and grabbed you and was like, you know, or and when your wife comes up crying, it's because of yeah, all the those wife moments. Yep. You know, it's it's a uh, in a lot of ways that was the perfect end. It was, it was, you know. Um... Ah, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be really, really hard to not be around. Uh, oh, I might still go, go down here and there. You never know. There might, might be something where we are now that, that aspire to be uh, big dogs or now they've been warriors and uh, big dogs competitors. So if they want to do that, you know, all I can do is, is share my experiences and hopefully guide them in the right way. But yeah. I'll have a, I've got my own set up. I'll have my own because I bought the mono, mono list from our gym that we were that we were uh, training it. He got it for me. Because I, I, I never had a mono, mono lift. I, I, I just did the old school rack, but uh, the guy that, that, that had the uh, the gym he, where I was training, he got a mono in for me. So he couldn't sell it. He's only had it for about a year or something. He couldn't sell it, so I said, oh, I'll buy it off him. You know, for a little bit cheaper because he really got it for me. So I think that was the right thing to do. So I have a mono at home. So obviously... I think my daughter, my little girl, wants to get into powerlifting. Oh wow! She's a, oh, she's only nine, but I think <laughs> I think she she surely likes the the powerlifting because there was a girl, Kita, Kita. She won the 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 the, the Wildcats uh, um, championship, and uh, I think she liked it because Kita got most of the money and the record. So I think mean, she was just going for the money. I thought, but when it comes to keep on telling you now, you've got to start squatting. Go on, I might not do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but she's only young. See how it goes. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be more than happy to help you out in that, uh, that journey. Do you feel like, are you, so what are like the future goals? Do you feel like, um, like, A, you, you're saying you might want to, are you, are you thinking about dropping body weight and trying to, you know, even that out? Do you, what's your future goals look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, you know at comp I was 159, 160. Um, I, I think the, 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 the the, the, the short-term goal now is just to really get back to 140, which is probably going to be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Because, you, know, like, sort of, you know, like it's probably just water, just fluid. But I reckon I can get back, get back to 140, you know, over the next month, the next six months, pretty easy. You know, but, uh, and then after that, ultimately, just 
get right back to 120, hopefully, you know, but this yeah. is no need to be, and because of my knees, I was talking to the surgeon, and he reckons that, you know, like taking one K off body weight, of your body weight, that's like three Ks for your knees. Oh, wow. Yeah, he said it's that effect, he said it's that effect, you know, but, um, uh, so, so obviously, if you, if, you, if you drop 20, it's like 60 Ks off your knee, so that's a lot. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident I can get back to 145 pretty quick straight away, you know, and, I, would, I think I've dropped weight already. I've already dropped five, six k. But just, just, just really cutting up the carbs and all that, and feel a lot better. Yeah. But you know, like everybody says, you know, you can't eat the carbs. But when you, when you actually go for the, the heavy weight, no, you need the carbs big time. And I always tell my mates, I said, oh, you, you're the power of the bodybuilder, but it, you know, in the super heavyweight, you need, you need the food. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the heavies. Yeah, one hundred percent. I bet. And do you see, um, do, in terms of powerlifting? Do you see yourself like still showing up at events, maybe mentoring, doing seminars and, and whatnot in the future? If they want me to. Oh, I haven't really, in a professional sense, I, I probably have to get something together and make sure. So if that happens, I've got something that's, you know, that's, that's a professional look. You know, I'm not just, I like, just get up there and show up and just question answers, but a proper, a proper seminar. So I'll probably, I'll probably link up with the, the locals here that actually do a lot of seminars. And then I can do one, hopefully a proper seminar. Well, I'll just make sure that I've got something a proper seminar to to to, to give out if somebody asks me. So yeah, if I'm asked, it, mate, you know, like, no, no doubt I'll, I'll be there to help. And um, you know, when the wife lets me, um, and when I'm not uh, supporting my my kids' journey, uh, sports journey, but I'll I'll be more than happy to do that uh, seminars and, and and show up to comps uh, to really help mental people. And what do you what what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's listening to this podcast and they're inspired by your story and they want to get involved in powerlifting? What were some takeaways you tell them that you wish you knew when you first got started? Well, you know, like everybody's got a story, my brother. You know, as you know, like you know, we all got stories, and nobody can take that away from you. You know, everybody's got a genuine, unique story. The more one, you probably know a little bit now, but I reckon if I had to. If I had to uh, give something to the lifters coming through, the young girl, even the ones that are the late bloomers, like what I did, the 31, whatever, you know, I reckon knowledge is power, you know, at the end of the day, that, and it, it's all out there now, you know, it's all out there, the knowledge is there, and, you know, I think I think it's foolish, you know, you know, we're going to get offended, you know, we'll we be told that it's not the right thing to do, but sometimes we've got to, you've got to, we've got to take the criticism, you know, and we know that, that, that that's actually going to help us move forward, because you've got to have an open mind, but... Knowledge is powerful, huh? and I think you've heard that many times, and, and it's up there. You know, there's so many gyms out there now uh, from the old school, from the, you know, the old school golds and worlds. You know, there's these specialised gyms that specialise in that, you know, powerlifting, crossfit, weightlifting itself. They've actually got gyms that actually specialise, well, over down in Australia, anyway, I don't know, not in, in the USA and all that, that, they're probably way ahead of us. Yeah, they've always had that, but now even down in little Australia, now they've, there's so many, there's so many, so many coaches out there that that have got a lot of knowledge that can really help you uh, get to your goals quicker. You still got to, still got to work hard, but it's, yeah. it's good that you're working hard, knowing that you know you you're going on the right path. There's no, there's no, there's no if or what you know this, that plan, that path they give you. It's already been trialed and it's going to work. Yeah, so. use use like you had said before the knowledge that everyone else trial and errors did before you. Use that knowledge. Don't repeat those mistakes that everyone before you yeah. did. Yeah, you know? I'm not trying to shortcut it. You know, there's no, no obviously shortcut like trying to be lazy, but 
it's, it's just it's just foolish to go the other way when it's been proven that it doesn't work. You know, yeah. it just doesn't work. So just go the way that everybody's, you know, they've they worked it out generally, and everybody's got different methods. Generally, they're, they're all working towards the same same direction, and just go that way, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to get to your goals. And obviously, you want everybody now with the diets now and all that, the proper diets now, they've got now that, I think that's like 75, 80% of it, really, yeah, and, really? as well, so. Even as um, so they reckon, so they reckon, but I reckon, yeah, you know, like I, I reckon, like in powerlifting, my, myself, I found that the hardest bit is actually the, the, the training itself. You know, obviously, you look at us, the, the lot of that super weight, you can see that we'll, we don't eat like the bodybuilders, but the bodybuilders, so, yeah, I think the hardest bit for them is, is, is the diet, and that is hard. You know, being, you know, making sure that you're in the right tucker and you know, making sure you know, you, you know, you're doing all that. But see what us, and then and, and then their training is just a little part of it, they reckon. But what us, I think the training's the heart of it, and then the, <laughs> and obviously the diet's a little bit. No, no, not as good, but it's still good, but not as uh, not not not, not as uh, strict. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Especially if you're super heavy, but anyone in the weight classes who got to make a weight class while retaining their strength, like yeah, dieting. This day and age, I mean, people have a programmer, like someone who's programming their coaching, um, doing their meat day handling coaching, a dietitian. Like, there's so many. This day and age, in terms of knowledge we have, when you look yeah. back, now that you know everything you know. Um, and you've done everything you've done, and you can look back and, and you, like that chapter's closed. Is there anything that you wish you could have changed if you could go back? Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, there's a lot of a lot of things, but I think I think in the, the day what's done is done. You know, we we we, we still and we still achieved it, even though we probably didn't didn't, didn't go as good as we should have in, in diet or training. But um, yeah. I think for me, I wish I, I would have had a, a, a better approach to my diet. I think a lot of the powerlifters, you know, I still ate right, but then you know, sometimes you know, you just gotta have a hamburger, you know, <laughs> you know, you just gotta have it on top. You just gotta have to have calories. But there are other ways of increasing calories without you know putting the, you know, the takeaway stuff. But yeah, I, I just think, I, and I, even when when I was playing footy, I probably I probably always struggled with diet, and I think that's why. Uh, and I, and I admit when I finished footy, I wanted to be a bodybuilder, but it was never going to happen. Not only because I probably didn't have the genetics for it, but uh, I think I wasn't disciplined with my diet. And I think I think I only lasted on a diet for about three months, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, let me get powerlifting so, a try. <laughs> powerlifting try, but there was one. You know, when I was lightweight, I was you know still looking reasonable, but. Uh, you know, obviously, when you want to get the real heavyweights, you have to get a little bit bigger, and that's yeah. what that's what I did. And uh, I, I was looking not too bad when I was in that 140. But once I went over that, you know, started to bubble out a bit. But you know, I still still was pretty mobile for my weight. You know, like even uh, 160, even when I go back to about 150, you know, I'm pretty mobile at, at that even with my knees. So even when I'm about 145, it's going to be pretty interesting to see, uh, you know, what I can do. You know, just. Um, just normally, you know, I can walk, you know, walk for you know, an hour, you know, walk with the kids, not run around with them. I wish I could. If I could, if I could run, I'd probably, you know, put the boots on and run me and play social, but that's not going to happen, but I'm glad it didn't because these young fellas are just too, <laughs> too strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, when you look back now, um, you know, in the moment, when, like for instance, when you're doing the seminar and you tore your quad and, and the whole nine, and you felt like probably at times like okay this is the low point and you're questioning why did this happen to ha have to happen to me you know it's, it's funny how when you blow up the bigger picture now that you look back you realize that was the beginning of like a, an amazing comeback story your story 
I don't know if you even like fully could process as an individual on the outside looking at your story. It's an amazing powerlifting sports story. Not even just powerlifting. To hear your story about, you know, at your age, coming back from such a horrific injury to pinpointing Big Dogs 4, everything that the comeback from big, from your injury to Big Dogs 4, everybody showing up to the event, everything you went through at the time at Big Dogs 4 from the squat event to the bench event right down to the very last deadlift. If, if you changed any of it, even though that t- the quad tear was painful, you take away any of that pain. And it takes away some of that pleasure and, and, and the way the story ends. And it, it's like one of those metaphors for life where like, why is this happening to me now? This is like the low point. And you don't even realize like, no, 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 my friend, in the bigger picture, you're, this, this, is, this makes it better. That this has to happen. And this is why when people hear your story all over the world, they're like, man, did you hear about Odell Emanuel's story? It's a phenomenal inspirational story for anybody who's down and it feels like they're, they're at the lowest of the low. You know, it's an amazing yeah. comeback story. It's only when, no. only on the other side you look back and can you tell. There was probably the highlight for me. I mean, I know that other people have been people way, way harder times than me. But that's my story. We all got our unique stories. But I think that was the ultimate, uh, that, that was the best come for me. Uh, uh, the pro come back when I come back from the, the quartier. I don't think that people realise that I come come to do the business, but we did. We actually won it. I actually went against Villard, big Villard. He's got the squat record. So I think he come into the comp uh, as, as, as a favourite, and I come in as an underdog yeah, for obvious reasons, you know. But, but uh, when we got the win at the end, it was actually uh, it was something that I'll never forget. And um, obviously, my wife she witnessed that for the first time in Peru, and. Uh, and, I, and, I, and when we got back, she realised why I do what I do, like I told you before. Yeah. Um, I think having having your wife, you know, um, you know, giving you keep giving you the okay, what you do, it, 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 it means something. It's, you, it's really really special. Can you imagine, like, if you didn't come back, you would have retired without her ever having seen and tasted any of that? Like, you can you imagine yeah. that would have been a shame if you would have yeah. actually retired. She never would have fully appreciated. Oh. Like, no, that, she I not. get it, you know, that, you had to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she wouldn't have, you know, the boss, you know, I'm glad she did. You know, yeah. no, I think I would have been sleeping on the couch for a few more years <laughs> after that. Yeah, no, I'm glad she got to uh, uh, witness all that. And uh, I think the last uh, the last big dog, she really loved that too. We went down a week earlier. And um, really, last year, I know we didn't win last year, but the prep going into Big Dogs uh, 3 was probably the most perfect prep I had. It was just my hands, you know, at the end of the day. But I, I, I believe that if my hands were good, we would have taken that up too. But everybody's, you know, you, you know we go, oh, we could have did it. We didn't. So uh, congrats to Petrus. You know, he's a strong man. And uh, obviously this year, we finally got the win. Yeah. And I, I still, I, I think on a, on a better day, I, I think I had a lot more. And I think, uh, you know, ultimately... Just like the other guys, like you know, Graham, he, he can do it. Uh, Dylan, it's just unfortunate that uh, Big Dylan Howard you know, had uh, gastro, but you know, Yuri, you know, he's a freak. You know, like nobody, you know, he, he's probably the best lifter ever, um, one of the best lifters ever. You know, he's, he sees that good. He goes against the, the heavyweights, you know, and, and he, and he could have won. He could have won. You know, just one of you know, he, he, he was there. The one was there for the taking from him too. You know, he was just unlucky himself, but. Um, Full, full respect to Yuri and, and Graham for the, and, and all the other competitors for the, the awesome competition to, yeah. on uh, last Saturday. 
It is. Uh, I 100% agree that what Yuri's doing is absolutely phenomenal. It's crazy. Oh. Like he, it, it doesn't crazy. make any sense at his size. You know, uh, size, and you actually look at me. I've seen Dan Green. I know Dan Green's good too, but Dan Green's you know, he's massive. Yeah, and you look yeah. at Yuri, you know, like he's massive, but he's not real big. Yeah, he's not just he's not real big. You know, just you think it. And then when, when you see him squatting four twenty and one hundred four, yeah, and deadlifting four fifteen, easy. Yeah, Belt and his bench was good too. Took two thirty five of it. I'm not yeah. too sure, but his bench was good too. That, that's phenomenal, man. You know, like I. I yeah, I'm not, I didn't really talk to you that much. I wasn't too sure if he spoke English or whatever, but yeah, he, uh, I, didn't, I didn't speak to him that much on the day because obviously he's a very, very uh, uh, focused man and in the, in the, you know, he's a coach. And uh, I can see why he's the world's best, if not the best ever. Yeah. It's good that you got to compete against him before you leave as well. Oh, big time. You know, like, I, I've always had respect for the Russians. Uh, Andre Milanich, if I really, I really was hoping they'd come. Um, I've, I've always, I've always looked up to Andre, you know. And I think a lot of other, uh, a lot of other, not only uh, super heavyweight uh, lifters looked up to him, but a lot of, a lot of lifters in general looked up to him. Female lifters looked up to him. He, he's really set the platform for us. And uh, he's always, he's always going to be the king, you know, super heavyweight. You know, that guy is just. Now I, I, I think he's, uh, you know, he's been just doing a lot of seminars now, and he's just been doing comps here and there. But I believe, I believe Andre still. Still got more in him, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does with Nick Hunt. I'd say he'd be the one on his day. If, he, if he's ready, he'd be hard to beat. Yeah, you know, in boxing they say um, every great fighter has one more great fight in him. You just got to be careful when it comes. Like sometimes you think, this guy's old, he's washed up. I remember Evander Holyfield in the 90s, uh, the first time he was champ, he was defending against George Foreman. And leading into it, this is before George Foreman won the title at 45. Leading into it, um, George Foreman, I think, was 42, and Holyfield was 27. And a lot of people were saying, like, in the media and whatnot, this is a joke. Fight shouldn't even happen. George shouldn't even be in this title fight. And, um, and yeah. Vander Holyfield never – Vander always comes in shape. I don't know if you watch boxing much, but – Oh, always. Yeah, yeah, especially in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, I love. I'm, I'm, I met I met a vendor down in um, when I was playing footy. I met him in Sydney. Uh, oh, two, 2001, I think. Really, yeah, a massive, tall too. Yes, tall, yeah, yeah, you met tall him too. But he's making like he's for box. Oh, well, they all, they all, they're all yeah, just, just, uh, he's really cut. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, massive. Yeah, yeah. And um, and everybody like everyone in the media was writing off a vendor, or sorry, uh, George Foreman. And Evander Holyfield's coach pulled him aside and he said, listen to me, um, every great fighter has one more great fight in him. So we're getting in shape and we're, we're getting ready for a war. And when the fight yeah. happened, it went 12 rounds and everyone thought Holyfield was just going to take him out in like one round, two round, whatever. 12 round war. I mean, these guys, he unloaded on George. George was not going away. George came back, unloaded on him. and uh, A fantastic fight. And afterwards, Holyfield said like every... It's not just boxing, but in sports in general, you can never count out that like that great athlete who he's got the champion's heart. I mean, whatever yeah. he's been through, whatever she's been through, they have yeah. one more big performance, you know. And um, and that's probably that's the same in powerlifting when people show up. I've seen it. I've called. I call the uh, IPF World Championships as a, as the commentator, and um, we see the same thing where some lifters come back. Jen Thompson, forty four years old, career ending injury. Mm. Everybody's like, ah, oh, she's done. All these young girls, 20 years younger, they got her. And she comes back with a huge win. And everyone's like, how did, how did that happen? 
You know, you see these things in sports, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Most. But uh, but yeah, so I seen them, and you were you were were you a boxing fan in the nineties as well? I think you know everybody was doing that. Like we, we all, you know, we all followed. We used to watch uh, Tyson and all that. Yeah. <laughs> and my Tyson, but yeah, no, I used to watch boxing. Boxing back in the day, and I think everybody did. And, um, yeah, uh, luckily yeah, I was a fan of uh, Evander Holyfield, and Tyson, but Riddick Bowe, all those fellows. Yeah, yeah George Foreman, of course. I, when we were young, yeah, they had like the Evander Holyfield real deal boxing and the Riddick Bowe yeah. boxing video games, and like boxing in the nineties mm. was so huge. Because MMA wasn't big yet, and it was like, uh, like for a while afterwards, it was nowhere near. After Lennox Lewis, boxing fell yeah. off on it. You know? Nah, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it's changed a bit, but uh, no, 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 taking it away from the the the, 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 the boxers now. But yeah, I think it's changed the way they they do it now. But uh, I don't know whether it's pay per view, whatever. But uh, it's still good to watch. But uh, yeah. yeah, I always liked it back in the. Back in, the, back in the 90s, it was always yeah. uh, more exciting to me. That's me personally. Yeah. But um, I think we'd be biased because, you know, that was our yeah. time when we were young. And we yeah, just, exactly. Like to watch it, but, yeah. That's always but, the yeah, case. I, I always liked the old school boys. Yeah. They, always, I, they always seemed to, well, always seemed to be tougher than the ones that we were watching in the 90s anyway. But in saying that, I'm, I'm not saying the ones that, uh, uh, in this era are not tough now. And I wouldn't say that to the death, neither I'll be running. Yeah. Well... <laughs> See, yeah, I think it, like boxing's making a comeback now with like Tyson Fury yeah. and Deontay Wilder and whatnot. But for a little Deontay while Wilder, there, yeah. it lost a little popularity for a little while there. It, it was on yeah. a little bit of a downswing for a little while there. But in the nineties, yeah. it was absolutely bonkers. Like, well, you got guys like Holyfield, Tyson Foreman, Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis. It was like the like, it was like the seventies all over again almost. Yeah, my mind, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, listen. We've had you on. It's been over 90 minutes, my friend. Much appreciated. Oh, really? It's been that long? <laughs> Time flies. Nah. See, when we first started, when we first started, um, see, this is what everyone says when they come on the podcast. They're surprised because we start talking and they think it's going to be like question, answer, question, answer, like an interview style. We start flowing. Hour and a half, two hours flies by and boom. Oh, no, I really appreciate this, brother. And, and I think you're talking to me the way, you know, that you're obviously gifted in this area and, and gifted in a lot of other areas. You just made it a lot easier for me, but I didn't realize it was that long. But thank you very much for having me. And, oh, we can do this again nice amount of time. Like I said, I, I'll be still in the powerlifting, you know, in, in, in the back, you know, here and there. But, um, you yeah, know, I'll still post up videos, but obviously everybody wants me to post up 400 kg squat videos. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll be still around. I'll, I'll post a few videos of me, um, my kids and all that, but um, I'll be around. I'll be around yeah. because I, I tell you what, so, so much in the sport, you know, it's hard to leave. So I've got to do, make sure that I'm, you know, I hope probably giving back to the sport again some more because they've helped me a lot. And um, I'll be around, my brother. I'm really, uh, really honored to, for you to have me on, 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 on this podcast. My friend, the honor's all mine, first off. And second off, your story, I mean, even if you showed up, gave a seminar, and then gave like a motivational speech, just tell your, tell the story leading into your, like the final chapter. Your story's inspirational, my friend. If this is the first podcast, you got to do more. More people deserve oh. to hear this story for sure. No, no doubt, bro. I'll, 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 I'll try my best to, yeah. To do more of these, yeah. and I was actually actually did uh, some sports awards last night and went on the radio and all that. So I was, uh, yeah, just it was, it was. It's actually quite, quite, quite humbling, really, to have everybody acknowledge what what you've achieved. And uh, 
and it's actually a little bit emotional because the, probably that, 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 that's the end, but it's really, uh, it's really uh, a blessing to have everybody acknowledge your hard work and what you've sacrificed. And, and uh, yeah, it's just a uh, really uh, grateful, truly grateful. It's good. The good thing about the podcast format is because we can go 90 minutes, like I've done radio, I, I was on a uh, reality TV show previously. And uh, so we would do like radio interviews and you've got like a small segment with a podcast, like a Joe Rogan or whatever podcast, right? You can get right into the story and you can go on yeah. and tell it like it's supposed to tell. Um, there's so many powerful podcasts out here. If anybody's listening to this podcast right now, who's a powerful podcast, they'd be crazy not to reach out and, and try to get you on because you've got a phenomenal story. Um, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, I got a book. I got a book, Odell. We got to get my no, man thank on. You. So much I appreciate it, man. Um, if anybody is uh, wants to follow you on on your Instagram, and I mean, you can yeah. just post up your throwbacks, and they can watch you and, and hear your story further. How do they reach you? You know what, you know what, bro. I've never really got into social media. All I've did, I'm old school. I just went and put the, the videos. I even do stories too. You know the stories. I'm not yeah. really good. But what I'll do, uh, I mean, if they want me, they, they can message me on. Obviously, they just message me. I'll, I'll, we can go from there. But they can message me on my Instagram. Yeah. They message they, me then. They, they want to do something with me. You know, I'll, I'll be more than happy to help them out. They do. And if they want me. I think now that, like what you're saying, I'll make sure that I go away to my IT boys and uh, the ones that I know, and I'll ask them to help me get more, you know, more up to date with how how to do a podcast and how to do it like you know, a lot more. Well, well, obviously not as professional as you, my brother, but I'll, I'll try my best to close. I'll try my best to close. Say as close as I can. And uh, is there anybody you would like to thank now that we have you on? Yeah, I'd like to thank you know my team, you know my team. Most importantly, obviously, you know, as you know, I'm a born and Christian and always, glory to God always, and that's most important to me. But my team, you know, a lot of my, 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 my team, they're not Christians, but when, when they see me saying that glory to God, give all glory to God, I mean that for them too, you know, like a, I'm, not, I'm not leaving them in the dark. I just really appreciate my team, Rockland Large, um, Andrew Bowden, uh, you know, I call him Neff, he's, he's uh, Mitchell, and... Um, Glenn, you know, big, uh, big Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Hanson that owns Vector Health. He's really been a big part, you know, he's let us come to this gym for free to train because he had the powerlifting facilities. So I'd like to thank them and uh, for all their time because did, I didn't pay them, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know, you know, it's amateur sport, but I, I didn't pay them and they, they've been there like four or five times a week just to help me, you know, out of their own trying days at work, they come and help me, you know, I just really, and then they come to the comp. So thanks to my team. And all my sponsors, Harris, Harris Stability, uh, ASN, all those, all my sponsors will be really good. And the, and and, uh, and just really pro-roll powerlifting for really uh, letting me be a part of their journey. And I don't think um, I'll be acknowledged as much if, I, if uh, in powerlifting if it wasn't for, for pro-roll Marcos and Emad, what they're doing, and, and they acknowledge the, the lifters and make everybody known to the world, and make it known to the world. So thank you very much to all you guys. Uh, I really thank you for the memory. Listen, uh, uh, thank you for coming on. When I announced that you were coming on the podcast, so we get downloads from all over the world, Europe, Asia, South America, North America, and I got flooded with messages saying, finally, and saying thank you for, for oh, thank showing you, some lights. I appreciate it. So uh, there's a lot of people who are excited that this podcast is dropping. I'm glad they got to hear your story, my man, because it's a beautiful story. Well told. Thank you for coming on, and we're going to keep in touch. Thank you, brother. 
See my love to the family, bro. Thank you. Have Cheers, a good bro. one, my man. Enjoy your day. <laughs> All the best. Till next time. <laughs> and there you Ooh. have it. Okay? I got a lot of people who had messaged me saying, um, Big Dogs needs more shine. And uh, Big Dogs needs more coverage. And I said, look it, I'll post I'll post up highlights from Big Dogs. Uh, whoever win it, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there, invite them on. I posted a poll. Who do you think's going to win? Um, my, I was leaning towards Odell. I don't always, I don't always pick right, and everybody lets me know. But um, the polls online were fairly 50-50. But Odell was definitely the favorite. And my man, it, the, the comeback story he had, you know, if you're listening to this, this is why you post up in your, in your Instagram stories and let other people hear it. Because this is some inspirational stuff, man. And this is his first podcast. You know, if you listen, he should be getting on more podcasts. People we should be throwing out more requests. It's a phenomenal story for him to hear. A middle-aged man coming back from a, a career-ending injury, picking the most dangerous competition he could have to try to end out on, announcing ahead of time, this is the last one, not afterwards, making sure he already got the win ahead of time, uh, this is the last competition. Okay, and, and, and throwing it out there and wanting to go out on the win. The squad event he had, the bench event he had, Right down to the very last deadlift. You don't get no dramatic than that. You know, an amazing story. Uh, very happy to have Odell on here. And a hell of a guy. So give him a follow. Uh, give this podcast high ratings. Post it up in your Instagram stories. I will repost. Tell your friends about it. So my man Odell and everybody else we have gets that kind of exposure they deserve. If you're watching on YouTube... Give this a subscribe, give it a like, drop us a comment, let us feel you. From Six Pack Lapping At, peace.